0: To the Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel movement. This radio program is a verse by verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of the Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the Fools Proverbs as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 26, verse one. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: Shall we turn now to Proverbs 26? The first 12 verses of Proverbs 26, we trust, doesn't apply to any of you tonight because it's sort of addressed towards fools. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. The thing about snow in summer and rain in harvest is that they are just out of place. So honor is out of place for a fool. So it's just something that is out of place. As the bird by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. The swallow's flight seems to be quite erratic. The word translated bird is the word for sparrow. And the idea is that if a person Tries to curse you without a cause. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be fulfilled or come to pass anyhow. A lot of people are worried because someone's, you know, threatened to put a curse on them or this kind of thing. You don't have to worry about that. A curse causeless will not come. Now, that doesn't say anything about if you deserve one, uh, but uh, a curse causeless shall not come. A whip for the horse a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. So uh, he didn't have much regard for the fool. The next two seem to be inconsistent. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. In other words, don't really engage in an argument with a fool. It's a waste of time. There are some people you just should never argue with. So don't answer the fool according to his folly. If he makes some fool remark, and if you make some fool remark back, you're answering the fool according to his folly, and, and he begins to classify you in his category. The next one, as I said, seems to be saying the opposite thing, but in reality it doesn't. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. In other words, if you answer a fool, answer him according to the folly that he has declared, putting down the statement that he has made, lest he thinks, oh, I'm very wise, and he's wise in his own conceit. So if you answer the fool, answer him according to the folly that he has declared. In other words, correcting the folly that he has declared, lest he think himself wise. He that sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off the feet and drinks damage. In other words, you're just, what value is it, you know? The legs of the lame are not equal so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that gives honor to the fool. Now, it would be stupid to bind a stone in a sling. You know, you put your stone in there, and then if you wrap it all up and tie the stone in there, you could swing that thing forever, and the stone's not going to let go. So it would be a very ridiculous thing to do, is to bind a stone in your sling. But it is also ridiculous to give honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is the parable in the mouth of fools. Now, it is thought that this, as the thorn goeth up in the hand of the drunkard, doesn't mean that a drunkard is pierced by a thorn and doesn't realize it. But a drunkard with a thorn or something in his hand could be a very dangerous person because he's not uh, really responsible for his actions. He's got a thorn in his hand. It makes him a dangerous person so that uh, a parable in the mouth of a fool can be a very dangerous thing. The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. In other words, they will get their... Just do's in time As a dog returns to his vomit So a fool returns to his folly Peter seems to make reference To this particular verse In 2 Peter 2.22 Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit Now, we've, we've said all these things about fools But there's only one who's worse off than a fool a man who is wise in his own conceits, see thou a man who is wise in his own conceit? there's more hope for a fool than of him. so you think that maybe these first eleven verses were sort of the build up for verse twelve, in other words, by the time you get to verse eleven and all of the you know the things for which a fool is of no value and and uh Then you get to the verse 12, and there's one thing worse, and that's a man wise in his own conceits. Now he turns from the fool to the slothful man. And as you have noticed through the Proverbs, we've had a lot to say about fools, a lot to say about the slothful, the lazy person. The slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. In other words, any excuse to keep from going to work. Oh, there's a lion out there. He might eat me if I try to go to work today. <laughs> I, I think that the next one is a very picturesque, a very picturesque. As the door turns on its hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. <laughs> Rolling over and taking a few more this, uh, And this is, this is the height of laziness I mean, you can't get any When you get this bad, you're soon gone The slothful hides his hand in his bosom It grieves him to bring it again to his mouth Man, you're so lazy You can't even get your hand to your mouth anymore <laughs> You've about had it Your laziness about done you in The 16th verse, the sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men who can give you a reason. In other words, how blind is a person wise in his own conceit? He thinks himself actually wiser than seven men who can render a reason. Verse 17, he that passeth by... And meddleth with strife that doesn't have, that he has no business in, is like one who will take a dog by the ears. I mean, you're going to get into trouble. As a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceives his neighbor and says, Hey, aren't I a sport? As a madman who just shoots fire darts, arrows, and death He's like the man deceives his neighbor and then says, hey, what a sport, you know Where no wood is, the fire goes out So where there is no tail bearer, the strife ceases Uh, Proverbs has a lot to say against bearing tails As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Now, uh, if you want to light coals, one of the best ways to light coals is to set it beside the burning coals. Coals are sort of hard to ignite unless you set them by burning coals. You add wood to a fire that is going, it is easily kindled. And this is the idea. As coals to burning coals, wood to fire, so is a contentious man. He just adds to the strife. He kindles the strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. They go in, down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart. Are like a pot sherd covered with silver dross Now the silver dross was a leaden substance That they would put over their clay pots To give them a glaze, a shininess And it looks better than it really is It looks like it's really valuable But it's nothing but a clay pot uh, That is covered with this lead oxide Or lead silver dross It's a leaden kind of a material So burning lips, a wicked heart. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips and lays up deceit within him. When he speaks fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation." So the dissembler, the hater, who with his lips dissembles, lays up deceits. Whoso digs a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolls a stone, it will return upon him. Your your sins will come back to you. Be sure your sins will find you up. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. How many people have been ruined by the flattering mouth. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Very good. This is, of course, taken up, the idea is taken up in the New Testament, in the book of James. He said, Go to now ye who say, Tomorrow we'll do this and that and the other. He said, You should rather say, if the Lord wills, tomorrow we will do this, that, and the other. Because you really don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It's all in God's hands. You don't even know if you're going to be here. Jesus speaks about the the man who said, what am I going to do? I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing and all. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger and so forth that I may hold all of my goods. And the Lord said Unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required. So don't boast of tomorrow what you're going to do. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you don't know what the day is going to bring forth. Also, Jesus tells us that we are not to worry about tomorrow. Taking anxious thought for tomorrow, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to wear. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So don't be all worried or concerned about tomorrow or don't boast about tomorrow, what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. You don't know what God has in mind for you. Next proverb is a very good one. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thy own lips. Don't go around praising yourself. A stone is heavy, the sand weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel, and anger is outrageous, but who's able to stand before envy? Now, wrath is cruel enough. Anger is outrageous, but man, someone who's envious Who can stand before it? How totally devastating envy can be. Open rebuke is better than secret love. And this next one also, so powerful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. The full soul loatheth a honeycomb. You know, if you're full, even something as sweet as honey just is, you know, I'm so full, I don't want anything. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. As a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, and so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Oh, how great it is to have a friend who will come in and give you honest counsel. There are many people who ostensibly seek counseling, that is, What they are ostensibly seeking But in reality they are not seeking counsel They say they are seeking counsel They come and say, oh I want to talk to a counselor Under the guise of desiring to be counseled But in reality they don't want counsel Quite often I have people come to me And they say, oh I need to talk to you And I try to explain to them that I have very little time that isn't taken up with something. You see, in the early church, they had problems that rose as the church began to grow because the people were bringing their complaints to the apostles, and they were saying Our widows Who are following the Hellenistic culture Are being discriminated against By the men who are distributing The church's welfare program And the pressure was to get Peter and John And those guys to come And to stand there as the widows would come in And apportion them out So that the thing would be equal And so the Elders said, hey, let's appoint men that are filled with the Holy Spirit, men of good report, men who are honest, to oversee this distribution of the church's welfare in order that we might give ourselves continually to the word of God and to prayer. So they appointed godly men Stephen, Philip, and others, to oversee the distribution of the church's welfare program in order that they might be free to do the things that God had called them to do, that is, of waiting upon the Lord in prayer, in the study of the Word, that they might be able to instruct the whole body of Christ. Now, it is wonderful that here at Calvary Chapel we've been able to establish priorities. And in the establishing of the priorities, God really hasn't called me as a counselor. He hasn't gifted me as a counselor. I don't have the patience to be a counselor, nor do I have enough understanding. God has called me to minister the Word. It would be very easy... The pressure is on me to fill up my whole calendar from nine o'clock Monday morning till eight o'clock Friday night solid with counseling appointments one after another. There are that many people who call who need to talk to me. It's urgent, it's desperate. So that I would have absolutely no time for my family No time for the word of God No time for prayer No time for waiting upon the Lord So that when I stood up in front of you I'd have nothing to say So God has established The various priorities And people sometimes they'll come to me Oh I need to talk to you Well we have counselors here at the church Oh well I talked To them Oh, wait a minute If you've talked to them, then why do you want to talk to me? Probably because they didn't agree with what you wanted to hear, you know They didn't say the things you want to hear So you're hoping to find someone that's going to say the thing that you want to hear Well, that isn't true counseling And you're not really seeking counsel If you're only seeking confirmation for the dumb things you want to do You're not really looking for counsel, you see and so many people who ostensibly are seeking counsel are only seeking confirmation in the actions that they have decided upon. They really, they really don't want real counsel as such. So, yet hearty counsel is, is a wonderful thing. It's like perfume. Thine own friend, verse 10, thy father's friend forsake not, Neither go to thy brother's house in the day of your calamity. For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother that is far off. Now this assumes, of course, that your brother is way down someplace. And uh, better to just go to a neighbor or to a friend for help than go across the country to your brother. A neighbor that is near is better than a brother that is far off. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproaches me A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself But the simple pass on and are punished We had basically the same thing in the 22nd But you remember these are Proverbs that were gathered together by Hezekiah's men And in gathering them they did repeat some that were declared earlier
0: more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 26 through 27 when visiting the WordFortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription.
1: watching over you, guiding you, protecting you through this week. May you be enriched in Christ Jesus in all things. And may your understanding of God's love be increased day by day as you begin to fathom the depths, experience the heights of God's love and grace and mercies towards you. Through Jesus our Lord.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
1: As we look back over the roadmap of our lives, we often see the value of troubled times, personal trials, and even the experiences of pain or the death of a loved one. These are the building blocks that establish God's plan for us. It is with great honor that I'm pleased to introduce Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography entitled, A Memoir of Grace. You're invited to pull up a chair and listen as Pastor Chuck shares his personal story of how God's grace prepared him for life's purposes. Perhaps, as you're reading this story, you'll be prompted to evaluate your own past, your present situation, and that which is yet to happen, and realize that it all plays a part in establishing God's plan for you. See God's grace. Grace at work in your own life when you order a personal copy of A Memoir of Grace by Pastor Chuck. God (laughs) called me into the ministry and how God has just led us step by step. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll free at 1-800-272-WORD.